everyone was telling him to go home. He went instead to a building that had been home for nearly two years, not long after the war, on Grunertumlerstrasse, where he and Nell Burkhardt had lived like squirrels in a sprawling room under the eaves, freezing in the fuel-starved winters of Berlin's broken years and sweltering in the summers. On the floor below them had lived, and still lived, Erno Schreiber. Wilderness stood on the top floor in the empty room, looking at the scars of past lives, the lives he and Nell had had together, mentally replacing every stick of furniture. He'd come to Berlin with no expectation of seeing Nell, and none that she would want to see him. Seeing her at all, just before the Hannah Schneider cock-up, had been chance, pure chance and disaster. Erno must have heard his feet on the bare boards and shuffled up the stairs, carpet slippers and cardigan, whatever the weather. Eh, Joe? What have you heard, Erno? Come downstairs. I have a fire of nicely burning evidence. Come warm yourselves at the flames of guilt. Light scarcely penetrated Erno's room. The seasons never changed. Something always to be concealed from the sun, something always needing to be consumed by fire. Erno stuck a mug of black coffee in Wilderness's hands, flicked open the stove door, raked through the evidence. Spiegel, the cat, wove his way between Wilderness's legs, motor running. I heard, Erno began, uh, that things did not go exactly as planned. Nell? Yes. Nell. She came here before breakfast yesterday. I have your gun and your passport. The fake I made you in the name of Schellenberg. Keep them, Erno. Just in case. Hang on to them. Would anyone come looking? Doubt it. Burn Jones is here to bail me out. And Marty Mayerling wants to put it all behind her. Gossagot. Why? I don't know. What was it you said about masks? about Hannah Schneider being the assumption of innocence on her part. Not quite. Are you saying she wants to stay as Hannah Schneider? To become Hannah Schneider? Oh, yes. And how do you know? I went to see her in hospital, the one on Kantstrasse. Oi, Joe! She wants a passport and a new name, Austrian, born 2nd of May 1913. I'll pay. Can you do it? I don't have a photograph. You'll just have to bluff your way in there. Perhaps a bedside visit from her old Uncle Otto and his trusty little Minox camera? But I shall have to bite my tongue to avoid asking her a thousand questions. It is most intriguing. You said it yourself. Something like, it is Freud's own mask? Joe, I say so many things. Don't piss on it, Erno. You know what I'm talking about. So why is she doing this? Why is she not screaming it all from the rooftops? Where is your man Freud and all this? Erno shrugged, stared into the fire for a moment. From middle age onwards, and you are not yet there, my boy, life is perceived as a series of regrets. I know few middle-aged men who do not have a mental checklist of life's might-have-beens. I know men to whom you could sell second chances, like some goblin in a grim's tale. 
popping up to tell you that every mistake you have ever made can be undone, that the second chance is there for the taking. You, maybe, did not know it, and I'm damn sure Frank Spoleto didn't, but when you dangled the prospect of freedom in front of Marta Meerling, you held up second chances the woman never knew she wanted. After all, regret is such a male notion. But she is a woman in man's world, beating men at their own game, and on some other level of consciousness, I will not go so far as to say unconscious, the freedom she wanted was not to split more atoms, to make more bombs. It was to be Hannah Schneider. Frank chose the plainest of Jewish names, and in so doing gave her exactly what she did not know she wanted. When she came out of the